Today's episode is perfect for the new year because it's all about healthy habits. Honestly, though, there's never a bad time to think about developing healthier habits. So whether you're listening on December 26th of 2018 or you're listening sometime in the summer of 2020, today I'll share with you my most important habits. Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name's Shalene Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, Mom, this one's all you. Habits make your life easier. A habit is something that makes it um, less necessary for you to rely on motivation and discipline. If you have a habit, it becomes mindless, like you just do it. You just do it because you're looking forward to the way that you're going to feel. And that's really important. Today's episode, what I'm going to share with you is not how to develop habits, but the habits that I've developed that I believe, well, I'm I'm positive, help me to feel normal, help me stay on track. And they make it so that I don't have to be as disciplined or as motivated. I, I don't have to rely on motivation and discipline because I have these habits. While most people start with their morning routine, what I'd like to do is talk to you about my bedtime routine because I really believe my very um, productive morning has become so because I've done a, a much better job of developing evening or bedtime habits. Okay, so let's start there. Once I decide I'm ready to go to bed, which is usually, it depends. Like I'm, I'm not going to tell you I have a specific bedtime, but by about nine o'clock, I start getting ready and headed in that direction. And I start some of these routines that I'm going to share with you now. First is I decide what it is I'm going to start my morning with the next day. And I do this by considering audiobooks, podcasts, audio courses that I am a member or student of, anything that I'm learning. Now, you might think that I'm just going to look at whatever, you know, is in my podcast feed or whatever the book is I've just recently downloaded, but I don't do that because then I don't have an agenda. When we have a growth mindset, we can accomplish so much. But if you're just taking in all kinds of information, you're going to feel confused and overwhelmed. So I don't just look at my podcast feed. I don't just listen to the book that somebody suggested to me yesterday. My goal is to listen to at least one book per week, if not more. But I try to make sure, even if I'm downloading five this week, I try to make sure that what it is I'm consuming relates to a course, almost thinking of my life and what it is I want to learn like a subject or like a semester in school. So let's say, for example, this is a true story, and it's not a for example, it's like an, an actual real life example. Right now, what I'm really trying to better understand is conversion rates and understanding Facebook ads. And because, gosh, it's just really changed and it's had a profound impact on my business. Now, all things related to business are of interest to me. So that would be books about leadership. That might be books about social media. That might be audios about um, the power of saying no. Like whatever it is, there's, there's a million different things that relate to business. But if I know specifically what it is and where it is I need to improve, then I need to focus in on subjects that relate to that. And I need to stick with it until I feel like I've solved a problem. 
So I start thinking about that the night before. Like I ask myself, I don't go, okay, what looks good? What do I want to listen to tomorrow? I think, what am I hungry to improve? What is the biggest problem, the greatest challenge, the the area that I need the most work on? And usually I've identified that a couple of weeks in advance and I just try to stay in that lane. I either try to finish that book, finish that audio training, or I'm, as I said, a member of a, a community an online academy, and and I really try to focus my learning around whatever it is I'm trying to improve. And I pick that out the night before, and I, I'm going to go back to that, but I, I select whatever the topic is that I'm going to listen to tomorrow. I select it the night before. The next thing that I do is I go into the kitchen, and I fill up three different insulated water bottles. Now, I fill up three because each one of them is at least 25 ounces, and it's my goal to drink 75 ounces the next day. Okay. Now, the reason why I do this is because if I don't fill up all three the night before, I feel like once my day starts, I'm in like, you know, put out fire mode and everything feels frantic and kind of late. And I just know myself if I had one full water bottle in my hand and I was hurried or rushed to get out the door and I thought to myself, oh, wow, I should probably go stand at the refrigerator and fill up two more bottles. I just would not do that. I would leave with just one water bottle and I would end up drinking 25 ounces that day. But if I have three, I'm going to drink three. And if I fill them up the night before in insulated water bottles, they stay cold for 24 hours. The quicker I drink them, the colder they are. I fill them up with my own recipe for lemon, ginger, cayenne water. That recipe can be found, of course, on our website. I'll put a link to that in our show notes. But you can just go to 131method.com. And if you don't see it right there on the homepage, just type in our search bar, lemon ginger water, and you will find the recipe. It's great. And it's a way that helps me to drink three bottles of water, but I fill them up again the night before. Now, here's something that's really important. It's what experts refer to as habit stacking. Habit stacking is when you take an existing habit and you attach a habit that you want to form onto it. So when I go into my refrigerator at night to fill up my three water bottles sitting next to my big jug of lemon ginger water, because I I make it in this giant um, three-gallon, I actually think it's a two-gallon container. When I go to fill that up, sitting right next to it is my vitamin D supplement. Now, my vitamin D supplement has to be refrigerated. And for the longest time, I would remember like once a week, I'd see it and be like, oh, forgot all week. And I would, because I use a vitamin D that goes under the tongue, it's sublingual, and I know many of you are going to ask about the supplements I'm going to talk about in this episode, but I really do think it's important that you do your own research. Of course, we provide a lot of information for you about supplements in the 131 method. My approach is food first, but I find that I am notoriously low in vitamin D if I'm not doing a supplement. So I take my vitamin D supplement. It has to be refrigerated. It's next to my lemon ginger water. And I'm telling you, since I moved it, all I had to do was move it next to my lemon ginger water and tell myself when I go to fill up my water bottles, which is, it's a habit. I don't even think about it. When I go to do that, I'm going to see that vitamin D bottle and I'm always, or I I should say 98% of the time, I remember and I take my vitamin D supplement and I feel so much better because now it's becoming a habit. For the next several items, I then go and pull out my journal. Now, of course, you know I am such a huge fan and suggest that you too use a physical day planner. 
I know there's a million apps out there. I used to use them. I used to advocate for them. But once I returned to using a a physical journal, a daily planner that is in my hands, it was just such a huge game changer that it's one of those areas where you realize technology doesn't necessarily help, right? It, it can hinder. And there's so much power to you taking pen to paper and physically forming the letters of the things you're going to do the next day of actually writing down what time things are going to happen. So I grab my push journal. If you don't own one, what's wrong with you, boo? Seriously, there's a lot of planners out there. This one will rock your socks because the next couple of things I'm going to cover for you are taken care of in your push journal. All right, you can learn more about, and I don't mean to like do all these, I'm not trying to do all these plugs, but if I don't, then I'm going to get a bajillion messages on, you know, Instagram and Facebook. They're going to say, Shaleen, where can I get that planner? So it's pushjournal.com. Okay, here's how, here's what I do. But again, if you're not using a push journal, no big deal. Go grab your day planner, whatever it is you use for these next couple of steps if you want to adopt these habits that I follow. Okay, so the next thing that I do is I sit down. And by the way, I'm doing this in the evening. There's usually a documentary playing in the background. Uh, Brett likes to unwind on the couch. A lot of things I'm talking about right now, he doesn't do at night. He has many of these habits too. He does them in the morning. But for me, I, I if I don't do these things at night, I will be late to everything. I think I have the DNA of a late person. I was raised by two chronically late individuals, and I've learned how to correct some of those things by setting myself up for success the night before. I grab my day planner, and what I start with, again, this is while maybe there's a commercial playing or with the TV on in the background, I just sit down on the couch after I've filled up my three water bottles, and I just try to think of anything that pops in my brain that I'd like to do tomorrow. It can be work, personal, um, business, friends, family, it doesn't matter. Just anything that is in my head that I don't want to disturb my ability to fall asleep. That's another reason why I love doing this. At night, I get it out of my head. Because even if you're thinking it's not bothering you, your brain needs to do something with that information. Your brain's job is to protect you. And if you forget something, your brain knows that could harm you in some way. So your brain's going to keep ping-ponging these things around for fear that you're going to forget something. And that's why so many people struggle with insomnia or racing thoughts as they try to fall asleep. I want my brain to be clear by the time my body hits the bed. And that is not just for sleep, y'all. You understand what I'm saying? This is an adult program. No, this is a family program. So we're going to keep it as such. But you hear what I'm saying? Like you can't really connect with your significant other if the whole time <laughs> you're connecting, you're thinking about, oh my gosh, I hope I don't forget to get gas on the way to work tomorrow. That's right. I am room mom. So I can't forget that tomorrow I have to go in and help uh, Mrs. Smith correct papers. Like you don't want those kind of things in the back of your mind as you're trying to get to know your partner. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to spend some quality time or fall asleep, or whatever it is. Once your body hits the bed, you should not have heavy thoughts bouncing around your head. Hey, that rhymes. Clear the thoughts from your head before your body hits the bed. Okay, do me a favor. Prove to me that you listened to this episode, and here's your assignment. Go on Instagram, and either on your Instagram story or on your Instagram page, and create one of those little font graphics, you know, the ones where it's like a quote from someone, and here's the quote. Empty your head before your body hits the bed. Shalene Johnson. 
See, it's a win-win because you don't have anything on your camera roll right now anyways, and you're thinking, I need to post something to Instagram that's like, you know, valuable. Well, there you go. And it's a win for me because you're quoting me and I appreciate that. And now I'm going to have proof that you actually listened to this episode. So don't forget to tag me. I'm Ashleen Johnson on Instagram. Okay, back to habit. So I have my journal in front of me. And what I do is on a blank page is I just let every thought that comes into my head pop in without priority. I just get it on paper. That's a brainstorm. I try to do a brainstorm every night at least a brainstorm for the next day. I don't have to do a brainstorm for the whole month, but for the things that I'm pretty sure need to get done tomorrow, I'm doing that as a brainstorm. Now, I don't identify the three things that are priority until the next morning, usually, unless they're so glaringly obvious or important. Sometimes I'll do it the night before, but mainly I'm just getting all of my thoughts out of my head and onto paper. Next, I spend about a minute or two writing out the things that are already scheduled for the next day. And that also includes my workout. My workout goes on my calendar. It is non-negotiable. It is just as important as a meeting with someone who's high up at a company that I'm trying to network with. It's, It's that important. It is my mental health. It is how I am able to avoid murdering people. It is, it's just my creativity. It's my drug of choice. It just makes me happy and creative and productive and awake and it gives me more energy. And it's all those things. It is my medicine. It is my obligation to take care of my my health for my family. It's not about a way that I look in a bathing suit or, or any of those things. For me, it is so much more than that. So I schedule my workout. That's at a specific time most often. And I also write down anything else on my schedule that's already been, you know, set in stone. Like, so for example, if I have a podcast that's at 2 p.m., I write that out. If I have uh, dinner reservations or a phone conference or anything that's already scheduled, I start with that. I block that out. And then I generally fill in the other pieces. Now, just so that you have an understanding of the way I've built my life, which by the way, haven't always been able to do this, but today I've designed my life in such a way that it really takes into account when I'm creative, when I feel the most inspired to work, when I feel the highest energy for exercise. So my schedule is based around how it is I can give the most to the world. It's not about me being difficult or, you know, stubborn or, uh, pretentious. It's just like, if if I want to give people my best, I need to know my own algorithms. I need to know my own circadian rhythm. I need to know that I need quiet alone time first thing in the morning. So I schedule that. I need to know in order for me to deliver creatively, to inspire, to lead, to solve problems. Again, I need a considerable amount of thinking time. And There isn't any thinking time if I'm with a a lot of people, if I'm at the office, if I'm engaged in work, if I'm responding to emails, I can't think, I can't problem solve. So I literally schedule that after my workout. So I, I schedule out my day. Again, this is still, we're still on the night before. I schedule out what my, my hours look like for that day. I plan my workout. I've done that little brainstorm and that's it for my journal. Then I lay my push journal across my sink. And that's really important because I'm stacking that or attaching that to a pre-existing habit, the habit of brushing my teeth. I brush my teeth. I hope you do too. Every single morning, 
And by laying my journal across my sink, I can't get to my sink. I can't brush my teeth unless I physically touch my journal. All right. The night before, I should also say, I lay out my workout clothes. Now, I do this not because it gets me to work out. The reason why I do it is because it's one less thing I'm going to do in the morning, and that's going to help me to be on time. I lay out as much as I can the night before so that I'm not distracted with decision-making. So I've laid my journal across my sink. Now I'm upstairs in my bedroom. I've moved upstairs. I also bring at least one of those water bottles upstairs. I leave the other two downstairs so they're easy to grab as I'm heading out the door. And I then select whatever clothes I'm going to wear for my workout. I lay out my clothes. I lay out my makeup. I have my push journal there. I have my water bottle. I have everything that I'm going to need the next morning before I leave the house. So I'm getting ready to leave the house before I even get ready to go to bed. The next thing I do is is select the program that I'm going to listen to in the morning, whether, again, that's a podcast or a book or a training. And I pull that up on my phone and I close every other app. And I set my phone to do not disturb. Now, I'm not going to get any text messages or email notifications. I won't be tempted to look at social media. I'm not going to do anything with my phone up until the time I wake up. And then the first thing I do is I turn off my alarm and right there on my screen is whatever it was that I'm excited to listen to. And I've trained myself. I've really paid attention to the fact that it feels good to grow my brain. What doesn't feel good is to lay in bed looking at social media. I'm in control of my destiny. It's, it's up to me to be in a good mood. It's up to me to be productive. It's up to me to control and set the tone for my day. So I'm not going to open it up and look at the explore page or anyone else's post or your photoshopped waistline or your photoshopped bigger butt, whatever it is that you're photoshopping. I'm not, I don't have to look at any of it. No, ma'am. What I get to do is grow my brain. And that makes me feel confident. That makes me feel happy. It's my pure joy. So the second I turn off my alarm, I'm excited to wake up. I never hit snooze. I tell myself, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. And then I'm excited because I can't wait to listen to what I selected the night before. Next, I stumble into the bathroom, half asleep, looking for my contacts, going to brush my teeth. And with the very first thing I see, the trigger that I set up the night before, and that's my push journal, laying across my sink. The first thing I do is I I write down one thing that I'm grateful for, and that's a space that is allowed for in your journal. It's what I like to call micro journaling. So you just write one sentence each day. The first thing that comes to mind that you're grateful for that morning. Then I glance at my schedule, the schedule that I made the night before that just kind of sets the tone for the day. I also look at my master brainstorming list, and this is when, first thing in the morning, I decide what three things are going to move the needle. What three things are going to be things I can do quickly that relate to my push goal, the thing that I'm working towards in this season, the next 90 days. It's crazy how this one habit, which by the way, I've put inside the push journal because because I needed to become a trigger. I, I wanted to journal every day. I wanted to start my day with gratitude, but I kept forgetting to do it. And the days that I did it, I noticed I was in a much better mood. I was much happier. Now, it's again, it's called habit stacking because the journal is laying across my sink. 
and because that's the first thing I see and because that's really simple and because I've done everything else the night before, that triggers me to just simply start my day with gratitude. Next, I take a look at the list I brainstormed the night before and I select three things, just three, that I must do today. They are what I call my three actionable items that move me closer to my push goal. I select those before I start listening to my audio learning. In total, this is like less than two minutes. Now I usually head downstairs or by this time, Brett is starting to get up and he brings me up a delicious cup of coffee. Oh man, I love that guy. And when he's not up as early as I am, I will go downstairs and make myself a cup of coffee. And while my coffee is brewing, that's when I get some scheduled me time. And this is different depending on what season of your life you're in. When my kids were really young, I didn't have the luxury of doing this because that hour before I was heading off to work out was usually spent making them breakfast, getting their school supplies ready, etc. And I would do a lot of the things I've just mentioned, but they were related to what they needed to have ready the next day. I would do that the night before. Now, because the kids are older, I get to use that hour before I head out the door to get my exercise in for me time. And, and that's when I'm, I'm growing my brain. I'm listening to an audio program that relates to an area specifically I'm trying to improve. And I get to leisurely put on my makeup and write notes. So I op- open up to a blank page in my push journal and whatever it is I'm listening to, I take notes. Because if it's information that you don't implement, it's just information. It's pointless. If you if you don't do something with it, it serves no purpose. And that, do you hear, did you hear my tone just change? Because I get so freaking frustrated with people. I, I just, I don't understand people who don't want to grow their brain. I really don't understand those people. But I, I also don't understand people who listen to podcasts and they know all about this information, but they don't do anything with it. They just know it, but they don't do any, they don't take any action. Friggin' drives me crazy. Okay, pet peeve, rant over. So I just enjoy my morning. I really do. And when I'm listening to an audio training, when I'm, I'm soaking this information in and I'm writing notes down, creative thoughts come to me. A way to solve a problem that we've been facing in our business or in our personal life or finances, whatever. Those things come to me. And if I don't have a pen in my hand, the likelihood of me taking action is very low. So this has been such a game changer. It's been a powerful way I've been able to move my life forward. And to, you know, that feeling you get sometimes where you're like, gosh, I'm just taking in all this information, all this information. There's so much to do. And there's so many things I want to do. And you just feel like it's information, information, like a fire hose coming at you. And you never have a chance to do any of these things. And you you just feel like you are floundering. Well, you don't have that feeling. If you're regularly sitting down with pen and paper and creating an environment where you're not multitasking. Multitasking does not allow you to think things through and to implement and to follow through and to take notes. So give yourself permission to be greater, to take your life to the next level. And maybe the schedule that I'm describing doesn't work for you right now in the way and the obligations that you have at this stage in your life. But there's a way that you can rearrange things and you can use my schedule to inspire your own. And I want you to do that. 
I don't publicly start my work day, and I'll explain what I mean by publicly. I don't I don't publicly start my work day until 11 a.m. That's the earliest. I prefer noon. Now, what I mean by publicly is I'm working because oftentimes I'll start my workout, say, around 7 a.m. That's most days. And um, I'm done if, I, if I'm doing like strength training and weights and a stretch and taking some time to just, you know, talk to my friends on Snapchat and Instagram. If, if I'm just taking my time, uh, I'm done for sure by 9 a.m. It's not that I need until 11 to get ready, but I like to use that time to think and be alone. If your gift is your creativity, your problem solving, then you need time for creative thinking and it's got to be scheduled. Someone recently asked me like, what's the most valuable thing that you do? The most valuable thing that you can do for your business? And I said, well, I guess it's to to teach, whether that's on audio or on video. That's probably the most valuable thing I can do. And then I took that back a step further and said, no, actually the most valuable thing that I can do is to think, to think things through, to simplify them, to process it. That, that creative thinking is the most valuable thing I can bring to the table, whether it's solving problems for my family or at work or with friends or relationships like that is the most valuable thing that I can do. And I can't do that well if I don't give it the space and the environment that it needs. So I've got to schedule that time when my brain is its most creative. And for me, that's in the morning. I don't need that time at night. I need it in the morning. So that time isn't me like, oh, you know, I'm just going to lay around on my foam roller and just, you know, have a good time watching TV and YouTube videos. Like, no, the... It's work time, but it probably doesn't seem like work time to most people because I just think people undervalue the importance, the significance, uh, sincerely, the value in creative thinking. And when you are that type of individual, you're probably pretty good at leadership. You're probably a doer, an action taker. So it's easy to get caught up in the do, 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 you know, take action, grab a hose and put out the fire. But don't forget, anyone can put out a fire. Sorry, I don't mean that as any disrespect to our firefighters, but you know what I'm saying. Like anyone can respond to an urgent situation. But visionaries need time for creative thinking. And you must respect the environment that you need to create to make that happen. That's no one else's responsibility but yours. You can't complain and say, well, I wish I had that luxury. Create it, whether that's staying up late waking up earlier, whatever you need to do, or or communicating it. I know what I need, and, and it's a lot of alone time. And the more alone time I have, the more productive I can be, the the more of a contribution I can make to our team. My husband, he doesn't need that. He likes to be around people. It's being around people that gives him energy and creative ideas. But if I'm going to be my best, I need to make sure I have a certain amount of absolutely quiet, uninterrupted, alone time for creative thinking. All right, back to our morning routine. And I just want to back up a little bit further because you probably want to know what time I go to bed and what time I wake up. And this is where there's a major update to my routine. I used to have a very specific bedtime and a specific time I woke up every single day, which was 4.45, between 4.30 and 4.45 every day. But once I determined my brain health was suffering 
because of that schedule. Because no matter what time I went to bed, I still woke up at 4.30 or 4.45. I knew I had to change something. So now what I do is no matter what time I go to bed, I set my alarm for seven hours later. Now, if that if if for some reason I have a workout scheduled six hours later, then I have to cancel that workout, or I shouldn't say cancel. I have to postpone that workout, and that's a real bummer. If you're meeting someone and you have to flake on them and say, "Hey, I'm sorry, I I won't be able to see you tomorrow morning. I'm still going to get in my workout. I just won't be able to do it at the time I schedule with them. Why? Because today, I know with certainty." It is far more important for my health to get that sleep than it is to wake up early and get the workout in early. So in other words, if I don't go to bed early, the only person who pays the price is my ego, not my brain. Does that make sense? In the past, I would have said, well, it's your fault, Shalene. You stayed up late on your phone. Now you're going to have to get up early and work out. It's, you know, you're the person who's going to have to sacrifice sleep. Now I don't do that. Now I will not sacrifice sleep. I set my alarm for seven hours later, no matter what time I go to bed. And I'll just, sometimes I'll write bread a note like, hey, went to bed later. Please make sure I don't wake, you know, don't try to wake me up and give me coffee or whatever. You know, I want to sleep until whatever time it is that's seven hours later. It forces me to go to bed by a certain hour so that I can get my workout in. I get ready in the morning and then I, as I'm driving to go join a friend for a workout or go to the gym or whatever, I will continue listening to that audio training. And sometimes I'll actually even continue listening to it while I work out. Not often. And the reason why I don't often do that is because I like to write notes. So usually during my workouts, that's when it's like completely alone time. Here's another important habit. I turn off notifications. You won't hear from me when I'm at the gym. I am sure that whatever it is, is not an emergency. And I can have 45 minutes or an hour where I'm not getting email notifications. I do not look at, I do not, do you hear me? I do not look at social media while I'm exercising. That is me time. That's just for me. And I'm not going to share it with uh, whoever wants my attention during my workout. Then when I'm done, then I'll open up my phone. And yes, I will then look to see if there's any urgent notifications. It's by this time, it's like maybe 9 a.m., At the latest, maybe it's 8 a.m., but I will respond if I need to just to text messages. I still haven't opened up any emails. Now, here's a little tip for you. I don't ever go in my email inbox. I've set it up so that I have an assistant who goes through my emails. They go directly to her, even personal ones. They go directly to her. And if it's something I must respond to, then that goes into a separate folder. And that's the only thing that I look at. And I don't look even in that folder until once a day when she will text message me, even if we're at the office, we're just in this habit. If I'm sitting across the table from her, she'll send me a text message and say, um, uh, email came in today from our publisher. So I know specifically who to search for. Because if I just open up my inbox, now I've been derailed by everyone else's agenda. I've got things I've got to get done today. And if I open it up and I see so-and-so needs me to write them a, a book review and this person wants to know if I can... You know, whatever it is, they're awesome and I appreciate that, but I need to take care of my people and my priorities first before I become distracted and um, dip into those people-pleasing ways that has me responding to everyone's email. So it's just a system by which I'm able to manage my own attention. Now, you might be much better at opening up your inbox and knowing these things can wait. I just 
as hard as I tried year after year, I couldn't do it. So I don't give myself permission to dig through my inbox. And anyone who's, you know, really important to me, they know, listen, if there's something that needs my attention, you've got to text message me and either tell me that email's there waiting or, or just text me or just call me. Um, and, and so that works. That's, that's how I work best. I've got to set up a lot of systems to help me protect and manage my focus. I've got to set up systems that allow me to use my brain power, not to try to have to remember to do things. And that's why I use habits. Habits make it easier for us to have the energy that it takes to be creative and to solve problems. Because every decision you have to make, every time you have to tap into discipline and motivation, you're draining your brain power. And your brain uses a ton of energy. Every decision you make, everything you're trying to keep track of in your head can deplete you of energy. So if you can find a way to set up systems via habits, you're going to have a lot more energy to do the things that really make you feel good, that move you forward, that help you to be productive and creative and resourceful and really make a difference. Habits really do make all of this so much easier. So if this happens to be the time of year when you're setting a New Year's resolution, or maybe you're not listening to this anytime near December or January, it's the middle of the summer, and you you just know that you can up-level your life by developing better habits and maybe getting rid of some negative ones, I encourage you to join our 21-day plan. It's really simple. Just go to 21dayplan.com and we'll help you develop those habits, which for many people are New Year's resolutions or just things that they want to do better, but they they want it, but they don't know how to take action or what things to do to solidify these, to turn these ideas, these resolutions, these goals that we have for ourselves, to turn them into habits that stick. If that's of interest to you, I encourage you to join us. It's free. Just go to 21dayplan.com. Now, here's the deal. You're listening to me on a device, whether it's your iPhone or tablet or Android or desktop, whatever. While you're listening to a podcast, you can open up your internet browser. So let's do that. I'll wait. All right, you got your browser open? Very good. And look at that. I'm still playing. Isn't that crazy how our brains think that that can't? Well, it is. It's happening. All right, so now in the browser window, just type in 21dayplan.com. Cool. Hit refresh. Let that pop up. Enter your email address and I'll send you an email and I'm going to help you do this. It's free. It's a 21-day challenge and I think you're going to love it. Thank you so much for suggesting that your bestie do it with you because that's going to help you stay accountable. Well, as always, I just want you to know I love you and I appreciate you so, so much. I really do. You know, this is my favorite thing in the world to do is to teach and to connect with you. Thank you as always for writing me these reviews, you guys. Oh, there's such a gift. Every time I read one, and thank you, by the way, for remembering to put your name in it um, and not just your screen name. Because if you have an iTunes account, like sometimes it just puts your iTunes name, which doesn't mean much. But I really love it when you guys share your name and tell me what episode made a difference to you or, you know, that you listen all the time. Like those are love notes. That's my, that is my love language. You, you, you don't need to buy me a Christmas present or a birthday present or buy me nice things if you write me a review that's like a love letter and that is my love language because i love you 